0: Don't stop believing. There's a, an appropriate song for my next guest, uh, Kerry Quinn. Kerry, good morning. Good
1: morning.
0: Come on over closer to that microphone. <laughs> we we'll get a, a proper look at you, the uh, <laughs> Kerry. Uh, like I was saying to you there just before I opened the microphone, uh, with regards to being in Belfast, uh, mm-hmm. you're bound to have you're bound to have um, uh, come across a nod person who would have worked uh, locally here, uh, including Aiden Brown. Oh,
1: Aiden Brown. I adore Aidan, I haven't seen him in years Um, and it's such a shame that course isn't going anymore because it was was an amazing course and they were all, all the, the lectures there were just incredible, so supportive. Of what we did, um,
0: and for people who weren't familiar with the course, because they'll know Aidan reads the news on TV on a Friday night. Yeah. They've often seen him here as a continuity announcer, but he's made a great contribution to the development of young acting talent, hasn't he?
1: He really has. He was so supportive. I mean, and he ran a course where we actually got to read the news. I wasn't particularly good at it, to be honest. You know, um, so I think he just did it to make himself feel good. You know, because he was so good. At it.
0: And he is good at it. He is very good at it. He's
1: also very funny. He is funny. He's a very witty man. Um must take him up on Instagram see if he's on that
0: how important is it to have someone who is like a you know a guiding light in the er, in the early stages of in the early stages of actually uh, acting How, how important is it to have people who you can learn from when you're young because you've turned out to be let's be honest about it very successful to have a central role in coronation Street, of course not the only thing you've done but to have a central role in coronation street must be you must feel good about that
1: it's overwhelming like there's no doubt about it um I think um, you're putting me closer to this mic. (laughs) Um, No, it is. It's overwhelming. It's it's such an iconic show. And when the opportunity presented itself, it was like, really? My goodness. Um, And the lovely thing about Carnation Street is they're very loyal. You know, I will have to go out with this storyline you know, that's that's a given because I have to accommodate what happens um, and they've left the door very much open to come back and I would go back in a heartbeat because I have been welcomed with open arms everyone's just been amazing, so yes, I fe- I feel very fortunate
0: So when you're working on it, the sets in Manchester, are you back and forward to Manchester mm-hmm. all the time? You're very busy on the on the tv it's a, it's a big it's a big role the pregnancy and all of that and the storyline so how do you how do you fit all that in
1: I mean it's tricky there's there's no doubt this week's extremely busy you know you're juggling being a mummy I've three flights to get this week because I'm filming on top of tech in the show in the mac and then i perform performing the mac on the Friday and Saturday and then I fly back to Manchester on the Sunday it's mental. And then, you know, we Libby feels that too, you know, she's a bit weepy at the minute because she's not seen enough of me, so... <gasps>
0: this is this is your real life wee Libby? This is
1: my, my real life wee daughter, yeah. Um, so yeah, she feels it too, everybody does, so yeah. I mean, it, it all comes to an end on the 7th of November, um, so I'll get to enjoy Christmas, which is great.
0: And you'd be filming the Christmas story about now?
1: We're doing that at the minute, yeah. So obviously she's pregnant, so the baby's about to come along, Um, obviously with a bit of drama around it too, obviously. So yeah, it's exciting.
0: And to get that role, to be selected for Coronation Street, how, how did that come about?
1: Um, I did a BBC drama called Come Home with Christopher Eccleston and Paula Malkinson. And they just, they kind of really liked the character. And they invited me over for a bit of a read um, of a part that I actually wasn't being considered for, but they just wanted to touch base with me. Um And they said, look, this role isn't right for you, but when the right role does come in, it's yours. And... Three weeks later, that was it. Vicky Jefferies come on the table and it was mine. And it was meant to be 10 episodes. Then they extended it to do another storyline and then extended it for another one and so on and so on. And then they were like, okay, we're going to give you the big Christmas storyline as well. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just unbelievable.
0: And being lippy is that? Does that come naturally?
1: Ah, it does. Uh uh-huh. I can do the Belfast cheeky girl. I'm asleep, but you know, and it's great to do that. And I mean, obviously, there's similarities between the character and Come Home and and Vicky, which is lovely. But yeah, I'm kind of as much as I have. Uh, it's just the whole experience has been amazing. I'm itching to do something. To do something else as well, you know, I get it, you know, you can get a bit stale and you just want to spread your wings a wee bit, so I'm keeping everything cross that something else will come in.
0: I read an interview that you did in one of the papers where you were being considered for Game of Thrones but you didn't like the idea because you might have had to take your clothes off.
1: I mean, I'm all down with nudity, you know, but it depends on the circumstances. I mean, yes, it was the early stages of Game of Thrones and it was very much, you know, nudity-driven. And I kind of thought, gee, I really want my first TV role to be... Stanton and Starkers? No, I don't. Um, I mean, it was just everyone was having to addition, but I think I think he made the right call there to withdraw from the mix, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, you should only do what you're comfortable with doing. I, I, I sometimes think people don't realise what Game of Thrones is really about. You know when you hear some pretty um, how, how do I politely phrase this, but um, straight-laced politicians saying uh, Game of Thrones, oh, best thing that's ever happened in uh, Northern Ireland. Have, have they ever actually seen it?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, it is an amazing show, and to be in it would be incredible. Um, but I think they they use a lot of so I'm told, a lot of porn stars for those scenes now, you know, because I think they got, you know, actors were like, I want to be an actor, I want to be serious, want to be taken serious, I want to be standing with my kid off, you know, so I've been told that's what they do. I don't know there's any truth in that now, Frank.
0: So. I, I, I've rarely seen it, but I've glanced from time to time. It's on amazing, sca- you should sca- watch it. Yeah, and thought, that was made in Belfast. Oh, dear, oh dear, oh dear. Mary Whitehouse will be turning in her grave. <laughs> but to get back to your career, now, um, it, going up is what they call it, isn't it? You know, when you audition for things. Do, 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 have you got to a point where people send for you as opposed to you getting in a queue?
1: I mean sometimes it's always nice when people you know when you kind of shortcut the whole process and you get an availability check and then so on and so I mean you still most of the time will have to go in and do either a chemistry read or a read opposite someone else or meet the director and producer. Um so yeah, it's it definitely does bump me up the ladder a bit, but there's still a process to go through and I haven't lost sight of the fact that it's the right person for the job and I'm prepared to go through the process like everybody else because there's going to be, if it's my job, if it's going to be my gig, I'll get it in spite of who they see for it. So it's, it's just important to keep grounded, I think, in those situations because you just don't know it could go either way.
0: And uh, as far as ambition's concerned, you're prepared to be considered for gritty drama, v- comedy, you know, is, is there any limit to what you'll turn no, your I desire would, towards?
1: Look, I'm up for anything, I really am. And it's nice to kind of do, I would love to do more comedy. I mean, I did Derry Girls and I, I had such a hoot. So I'd love for, you know, more roles like that to come along. Um, I'd also love to do something like Dark, not just because I think he's absolutely... Hot, but you know, I love the program. It'd be nice to do something a wee bit more traditional as well, you know. So, I'm just keeping my options open. He ever will have me, really.
0: Yeah, you must, but you must have such confidence because you're, you're able to throw out Poldark and Dairy Girls, you've already been in Coronation Street. You're a serious. Actor, and that's one thing I want to ask you: Should I always call you an actor? Is, there, is the word actress been completely dropped now?
1: I, I I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I just I respond to you and I think, I think is it is it female actor and male actor? I think that's the way, is that the way they're is addressed now? now. But I don't I don't really take an awful lot to do with that. I just. But that, that that guy,
0: I love. I love your style. That that confidence you have, which is bubbling out of you, you're able to use that when someone says, "Right, action." You're, you're now auditioning for the part. No nerves, no worries, no fears.
1: No, I wouldn't say that. No, especially if you really want something, the nerves will creep in for sure. Well, for me anyway, you know, the, the more pressure there is on a part and the more you want it, then of course the nerves will kick in. And that sometimes can be quite detrimental to, you know, an audition process. This is the beauty of self-taping, you see, you know, because you have several takes. But it's good to get into your room as well to, so that they can get a feel um, and you can have a play. I mean, when you're doing a self-tape, there's no one there to direct you to say, could you try it this way or that way? So it's pretty much a bit of a blind read. It's your it's your take on the character, which might not be what they're looking for. So you always hope from the self-tape that they might go, OK, well, let's get her in and we'll direct her a bit and see her and see how she gets on. Um, So that's the beauty of self-taping. So, yeah, I mean, that's where I am at the minute. I'm just keeping the fingers crossed. I just want to get into the room with people and just, you know, show them what I can do, really.
0: Line of duty, have you been next or near that?
1: Ugh, don't start me. One of my favourite programmes, I adore... Dear, and I, I did audition for it, but I I made a bit of an idiot of myself anyway. But that's another story.
0: Well, what Were you going to be a cop or were you going to be a...
1: A, a cop, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just something, well, something very um, tragic had just happened. And you know when you kind of go, should I go in for this, should I not go in? Um, but we had, we had a very um, tragic circumstances within the family and I went in for the meeting and my head just wasn't in it. And
0: so, she, so someone special had died.
1: Yeah, yeah, know. yeah, under very um, tragic circumstances. So the family were just, over the, that period of time, were just in a very dark place, and my head wasn't, it, it wasn't in the right place. I should have said thank you so much and declined the audition. But I went in thinking, no, it's Lena Judy, I can't turn this down. And it didn't go very well. Just because of where my headspace was, but you know, you learn from these things. It clearly wasn't meant to be, as my wee granny says, "If it's for you, I won't go by you." So maybe I just need to admire Line of Duty from a distance, you know. But um, yeah, I was gutted. But these things happen. You learn from them. You
0: talk about my wee granny. Does she get a reference in Don't Tell Me Ma? Because this is the, the this is the show that you're starring in in Belfast.
1: <laughs> no, she doesn't get a reference. My mummy and daddy and Libby do, and um, my best friend Heather. Um, they all get a mention. She'll be there on Friday night now, you know, with her wee Bacardi. She'll be there with bells on.
0: So what does it involve? What is, what is the show?
1: Oh, we didn't really know what it was going to be when we first started. I mean, we've toyed with the idea with doing a one-woman thing for a couple of years now in the MAC. Um, the MAC have now got this beautiful cabaret environment where they've just finished bouncers. Uh, so it's got the cabaret tables and all laid out. So the MAC kind of thought, well, it would be a shame to waste that. So let's, let's try... Um, a cabaret type show gig and, and see how we could. So it's trial and error at the minute. And we're the first ones to try it out. Myself, Matthew Reeve, and of course the wonderful Ross Anderson Doherty. So this is the first time they've tried anything like this. Um, and it's basically, it's a cabaret show. It's very free. I mean, it's we've rehearsed it to the point where, you know, because some of the numbers are very, very tricky and quite demanding vocally. So um, we've put a lot of rehearsal in, but we've kind of made it, we've modernised it. It's, it's very personal to me us, the three of us, Um, we've all got a connection, but it's also highlighting this world that we work in and just, it's so ridiculous what we do for a living, you know, we go on stage and we pretend to be somebody else and people have this perception of, oh, it must be so glamorous and must be amazing. And so what we're doing is highlighting the fact that it's not all those things and we're pretty much just taking the hand out of each other, not taking it too seriously there is some beautiful sentimental moments within the show. Um, but it's, and we get the audience involved as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's trial and error, but it's a cabaret night set in Belfast about me. Um, yeah, and it's just a really good laugh.
0: You're a right singer, aren't you?
1: Well, I mean, ach, I'm not the best chanter, but I, I certainly, yeah, I pick my songs very, very carefully.
0: Could you go on Britain's Got Talent and get through as a singer?
1: No, my anxiety wouldn't allow me. I couldn't do anything like that, so I salute anyone. <laughs> he has made that leap for a play. No, that's definitely not for me. West End? Um, Depends on the role. I have a very manly voice. I mean, I'm sure you can tell from my speaking voice that I... I talk like a man. So, I, um, I, So unless the right rule came along. I've been yesterday. thinking
0: a lot of things from you sat down there, Kerry. None of them relates to you talking you talk like, like a man. Talking like a man. Um,
1: no, I, would, I wouldn't rule out the West End. Definitely not.
0: Full of ambition. Still, um, one final point to you. You worked on Derry Girls, and we are currently working on Coronation Street. Probably, the Derry Girls getting the lines. It's it's easier to do. This is my ignorance of the, the world of being a, a thespian, because I presume it's easier to do because the program's shorter, not as intense, and there isn't you know it's not going out four or five times a week. But how 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 do you do lines? How do you get lines? How do you get it right that it's going to work when they they,
1: they go queue? Do you know what? It's it's. I think that's where um, the discipline of you know having so much theatre experience comes into play because it's just it is just some people learn lines quicker than others. It's it's, it's just the way it is. But you do have to spend the time. It is a bit tedious. You know, but it's good, you know, I, I learn lines very, very quickly, I'm quite fortunate. But it is just sitting, drilling, 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 getting it up on its feet, getting the rhythm, you know, because obviously depending on the writing, you know, a lot of the scripts that come in from Carnation Street are still quite, there's still a Mancunian feel to them, so it's up to me to kind of get that rhythm and make it, you know, Belfast and, and relevant to me. Um, but it takes a bit of time. But that's actually the easy part. It's, it's making the decisions and hoping that they're the right ones. How
0: much it, are you allowed to tweak a line?
1: I mean, all within reason, there's certain things that, you know, like they would say flamin' eck and stuff like that, and I wouldn't say that. So I do have a bit of freedom to change it and, and make it right for Vicky, um, as long as you don't go off course too much, you know, <laughs> I'm a complete rewrite of the scene.
0: When can we see you at the Mac?
1: The Mac, this Friday and Saturday night, quarter to eight, it's only on uh, two nights, but, I mean, you're in for a good laugh. I mean, you can have a drink. If you do book one of the cabaret seats, you can get drink fed to you all night. You can get full. You can have a boogie. And you can have a sing. We're going to include the audience as well and get them singing and opening up about some stuff too. So it's very much a part of them as, as much as us.
0: One of the busiest women on a board anywhere, Kerry <laughs> Quinn, uh, with us in the studio here on U105. The show is Don't Tell Me Ma. And, of course, her main event at the moment is Coronation Street. Great meeting you, girl. Thanks for coming.
1: who get it done.